Kathleen Michaels heads the Sim Center Engineering and Consulting Testing Group at the Center of Excellence in Performance Engineering. In her over 20-plus year career, she's overseen countless projects involving noise, vibration, and harshness testing, otherwise known as NVH testing. In this episode, she discusses with her colleague, Chad Gazelman, the importance of sustainability, her experience and insights into testing the performance characteristics of electric vehicles, and how that led to a recent visit by her daughter, Amelie, at work. My name is Kathleen Michiels, and, uh, and actually I'm uh, over 20 years uh, already with, uh, with Siemens Engineering Services. I uh, started as a test engineer, and currently I'm heading the testing group within Engineering Services in the uh, Center of Excellence of Performance Engineering. So what exactly does Engineering Services do? Engineering is actually more a bridge between our customers and the solutions from Siemens. Uh, so the technology and the software and the hardware that Siemens has and actually, we apply that on the questions from uh, from our customers. We discuss how, how we could tackle that, uh, what needs to be modeled, uh, which tests are required for that, what type of analysis, etc. And then we often go on site to the customers, do their the instrumentation and the measurements. We show them what to do, how, and and why we did that. And then we come back to Belgium. Then we process all the data that we gathered, build a model of their product. Find the crucial hotspots. So, what are the weak, uh, the weak points there? Make modifications, and then discuss, of course, with the customer what uh, what they can uh, do about their product. And then often that is followed by technology transfer and an explanation of of the Siemens solutions, of course. Why the testing team? I mean, I'm presuming you could have joined any other team you wanted, or what's appealing about that? Well, my first job at Siemens was at the test division, and there I was a customer support engineer. And so I'm learning a lot about the software and what it can do. So yeah, I rolled into that, actually. And I liked the interaction with the customers, uh, what, uh, what their application was, uh, how the software was used in the development of actual products. And then after a few years, then I, I moved to engineering services, and then I could really be part of improving customer products and and. Yeah, an whole variety of it. So that goes from washing machines to brakes or steering systems, airplanes, excavators. I did many types of, uh, of vehicles. And the nice thing about it is that it's over the entire world. Uh, so projects in the US, in, in, uh, in the East, all over Europe. So that's nice. So the main reason why we're talking today is because recently you and your daughter participated in our Bring Your Kids to Work video series. What made you and your daughter, Emily, decide to participate? seemed like fun when when we were asked to participate. You know that for youngsters, it's not always easy to imagine what what your parents are doing all day at work and engineering or something with cars was a bit bit fake for her also. It was was a a nice experience to do that together with her. Emily seems to have an interest in climate change. She participated in the, the climate change marches. It seems to be a subject important to her. Do you know where this interest comes from? Is it something that you share with her, a concern for, for the climate? We indeed do share the concern about the climate changes. And at, uh, at home, we've, we've installed solar panels, of course, uh, carefully sorting the garbage and, and uh, reducing the amount of meat that we do that. We have an electric vehicle as well. But Amelie goes further than that, uh, together with her friends. And, and I think amongst youngsters, that is really alive. Uh, she let her voice here at the climate demonstrations. Uh, so she's more outspoken than we. But it is, it is indeed something that, that we do care about. And, and the concern about climate ch- change is, is in our family. Uh, 
So you mentioned you have an electric car, and that's one of the ways that's considered an effective measure to reduce carbon dioxide emissions. But there's been there's been a sharp increase in sales and demand uh, for them in the last few months. But you know, really prior to that, excluding some regions with higher adoption rates, electric vehicles haven't come close to outselling conventional combustion engine cars. Do you think we're at a turning point? I'm definitely sure that we're in a transition to electrification now. So in our work at engineering, we're dealing with the new generation of vehicles, the cars that are still under development. And many OEMs have in their target to increase the amount of electric vehicles, the amount of models of electric vehicles, and uh, even go from, from fully electric to for all their models, as some, some uh, manufacturers have, have that in their target. It will take some time, but I'm convinced that the amount of combustion vehicles uh, in, in our streets will definitely decrease in the future. Uh, so we're, we're rather in the beginning of the development still, uh, but uh, if you see what is, uh, what's out there, what the manufacturers are making and, and targeting, it is uh, less and less combustion and more and more electrification. So, so that bringing up, besides you know, supply chain issues, that bringing up new design? Issues that brings that is that an additional challenge for your team. This increased interest and demand for electric vehicles. The type of projects and the focus uh, is changed a bit. Uh, so the performance uh, is, uh, is is still the same, but the way how the car works and and actually the integration that also brings that uh, let's say noise and vibration uh, performance is is different. And so it definitely has an effect on on our team and and what we do that we have also to make the translation of what we did for combustion vehicles, how to apply that and, and see what else is important for, for electric vehicles. Can you give us a little bit of an overview of like a high-level view of what testing for an electric vehicle entails? Like, What are some of the different performance attributes you're looking at? There are different types of testing we do here. Right? So that depends a bit on the performance to study. Uh, so, or, uh, for example, you can focus on road noise. You can focus on the, the pure motor performance or on handling. And different types of testing depending on the development phase of your vehicle. Uh, so, or it is more benchmarking for target setting, or you go for component characterization for modeling and correlation. Or you just want uh, to have uh, relevant and good uh, input loads uh, for, for models. So it, that depends a bit on, on the performance attribute and what you measure depends a bit on, on, the, on the type of project or the type of, of focus uh, you have in, uh, uh, at hand. But I'd like to you know, maybe dive a little bit deeper in some of those performance attributes you just mentioned. What are we doing to test for this? How are we helping OEMs reduce road noise? Maybe interesting to know is that Compared to combustion engines, for example, uh, so they are typically loud at lower frequencies, uh, depending, of course, on, on, on the type and the size of the engine. You can imagine the noise of a four-cylinder is, is uh, uh, quite different from an, an eight uh, or more cylinder. But let's say in general, uh, up to four, 500 hertz, it is really engine noise when, when it is a, a combustion combustion vehicle. And in many driving conditions, uh, that noise is masking all kinds of, of other noises, like, for example, like you say, tire noise or road noise, but also airco and pumps, etc. Those, those noises are uh, masked. And, and the main focus in the past was to, to tackle the parameters that really influence the engine noise, uh, to reduce that noise and, and uh, to make the vehicle more sound comfortable, making sure that, uh, that you can still have a conversation with the people at the back seat and so on. So that was really 
uh, for many driving conditions for, for ICEs, that was important. Now, electric motors are, are more silent at the lower frequency ranges, uh, which means that they are not masking those noises anymore. But on the other hand, they have then a sharper, higher frequency noise. But now, for example, the parameters that tackling the low frequency road noise, like you ask, they become much more important now. And not only at the constant speed cases like, like you had for the combustion engine. And so now for many more driving conditions, those hot noise is important. Tire noise is much louder in an electric vehicle. We haven't really redesigned tires. We've just kind of used the same type of tires that were on a combustion vehicle. Ah, no, that, vehicle. Is not, that is not the case. Oh, it's not the case. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are tires change. Typically, there are larger tires for electric vehicles. Also, the body as such is, uh, is different because you have this huge and heavy battery underneath. And so the shape. And the behavior of the, of the of the body is different. Stiffness is different. Model behavior is different. Suspension is different. And very often you have also motors, a motor on the front and on the rear, uh, uh, connected also to the subframes and the suspension. Sometimes you even have wheels with in-wheel motors. So all that has an effect on road noise as well. Uh, so it is not just a copy-paste from combustion engines that you can, uh, and, and you say, okay, we use the same technique, but uh, we have to be more careful for the road noise because there is less, less masking by the engine. There also, the behavior of the vehicle is quite different because the components are, are different. But do you think we're just starting that rethink, or are we, do you think we're going to see more innovation coming now that we're seeing higher adoption with electric vehicles? I think the innovation in, for example, the in-wheel motors, uh, that is already started, uh, but uh, that is maybe something that we will see more often. I think more playing with uh, the amount of motors, so there there will be a difference. I think uh, more an optimized way of where to put the battery. The original ones, so the, the, the first version of, of the electric vehicles there, it was really a lot of batteries in the tunnel uh, or in, in the trunk. And now actually we start more or less from scratch. Uh, you make a, a vehicle body, but actually you already take into account where would it be best to have an optimized position of, of, uh, of the batteries. What's the most challenging? One of the, the challenging things that we see now is that Per vehicle, let's say, a lot of variants come out. Like I said, uh, uh, so for the same vehicle, you can have different type of motors, different kind of driving control settings. Uh, the motors are very often independent and not linked to each other, different sizes. So for that, what is a challenge is to have a way to, to easy play with the different variants and understand what the interaction of all those uh, different components is. Uh, so make an, an, a combination of, of, of test and simulation, really make, make uh, uh, models or uh, vehicle representations and make sure that it's easy to keep track of all the variants. A good data management system is, is, is definitely necessary. And an early stage, let's say, if you can play with the different variants, you can already see and do some predictions early in early stage, okay, what would, which combinations would, would, let's say, give me the best performance and, and preferably different performance, not only MVH, but also pure motor performance. You can go to handling and so you can really make it multi-attribute. Is there something you think that when you, especially when you talk to customers or potential customers, what they misunderstand the most about what testing does in terms of what you offer an OEM? Let's say the misunderstanding, which is, the most common, let's say, is that people think that test is only something in the last stage of a vehicle development, uh, that it is only to troubleshoot the latest version of the prototypes for the last minute improvements. And that's not at all the case. Uh, so testing can take place in the beginning uh, for target setting uh, using predecessors or the best-in-class vehicles already on the market. 
getting realistic input loads for early stage modeling. Uh, we can test on components for correlation, reverse engineering for parameter characterization, uh, all in function of improving models. Eh? Hardware in the loop configurations is also a, a, a set of testing that we do. So all, in all stages of the development cycle, there is there is a way where you can test, and it is very often in combination or in function of simulation uh, of models. So is that testing then factor into the simulation? Is that how you proceed? You take this test data, how do we plug it back into our digital twins? There are different ways. So, or you just have the loads. So you measure the loads. That is very often a combination of measurement and then a calculation. And then you apply that to a simulation. That is rather straightforward. Or when you have characterization of, of components that you have measured, and then you have also a simulation model, you can really do a correlation of that. When it's well, well correlated, then you can use the, the simulation model to make further improvements. And that is also, you can do that also in a digital twin format. So then you use it really as validation. That are the two ways. There is also a possibility, like I said, the hardware in the loop, where you have an, an, a complete uh, model or, or of your test bench or of a vehicle where a part is hardware, eh, and then you can really test performance on that piece of hardware, let's say. And then it's really in one cycle, a combination of test and simulation in one cycle. So there are different ways. Eh? So or it is as validation. Uh, what also happens sometimes is, is that you, then you make a test-based model of a certain component. Uh, for example, when you want to focus on a suspension, for example, and you know that the body part you will keep still, uh, that that will remain the same, then you can make, let's say, a simple representation uh, based on test. And then you couple that to a simulation of, of your suspension. And then you can calculate whatever modification and improvement you would like on the suspension. So then you really make a, yeah, we call it a hybrid model, eh? part is test and part is uh, simulation. And you can make one big model of the vehicle. It's really a very complex thing. I mean, we're not looking at just, you know, one attribute. Like realistically going to electric vehicles, the whole vehicle is being rethought. All the different components, all the different attributes can be re-examined. Do you think there's one that has not received as much attention to sort of like vehicle performance attribute that should be maybe changed? Like, you know, you think that in the next few years we're going to see more attention paid to? I mean, we talked about tire, we talked about road noise. Another attribute you think is is been under innovated or under under examined that yeah it is a smaller component but what we see often is like I said so the masking and the missing of the masking of uh, of of the of the engine other noises like um, air conditioning or pumping uh, or uh, little electric motors for steering those things you hear them now so uh, the development on on those components so that will require attention as well. Because before it was mainly about the, the performance that they do, what they have to do, eh? and, and not so much the noise or not necessarily the noise. And now the noise is becoming also an, a comfort criteria. You can hear everything now. In some ways, that was combustion engine didn't make that even, you know, it saved you from all that consideration. What had less uh, attention before and, and more now is because Electric motors uh, are much quieter than combustion ones, uh, especially in the lower frequencies. The higher frequencies, you, you typically have this sharp uh, noise. What you see is that, uh, for example, in, in cities, uh, so where there is a lot of background noise, you don't always hear the car coming. Uh, so for pedestrian safety, it's important that uh, they don't cross the street when a car is coming, for example. So more attention than before is, is let's say, active sound. So really making sound to, uh, let's say, alarm the pedestrians uh, so that you can hear a vehicle coming. 
and that is not just an, an, a fixed noise. So you would like to have also a relation with the speed, with the direction where, where the car is coming from. Also, typically, that is brand dependent. Uh, sometimes you have sportive cars, you have more, let's say, family comfortable cars. So that is really brand characteristic, what kind of noise or active noise they would like to have. But so there is more and more attention uh, also here at Siemens to help to develop what kind of noise, how to make it, let's say, dependent on on, on the speed and, and have this direction info where to uh, where in your car your speakers must must be uh, so that there is a kind of, of, of surrounded noise. Is there other safety features that you, you work on? Some cars have automated braking or more sensors. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's full of controls. Yeah, yeah. It's full of controls now. Eh? That's another level of complexity. I'm yeah, yeah, testing, yeah. Right? A lot more electronics. Yes, correct. Yeah, correct. And that is, that's definitely also a challenge. It's less pure mechanical, let's say. There is a lot of electronics and controls in, in, in the vehicle. Uh, we've talked a lot about personal transportation, so electric vehicles. That's obviously what the focus of the conversation has been. But, I mean, can we talk about other road vehicles? Uh, you know, there's, there's other things on the uh, on our streets, you know, there's buses for public transportation, but there's also cargo and trucks and these types of vehicles. Are you seeing anything there? Are you doing more and more work in that area as we look to maybe expand electrification from just personal transportation? Also for buses, trucks, but also uh, off-road vehicles, uh, there also electrification starts. We, we also see that. My feeling is of my impression is that indeed they, they started a bit later than, than than the passenger cars, but also there, especially for uh, buses, where you already see that in cities uh, that uh, uh, the city buses are uh, are electric as well, and that that's pure to do with with the CO2. Huh? The trucks that is uh, that is that is more difficult because they really have to go for a longer distance. So that is that is coming. What you also see is for let's say small excavators and things there, you also see electrification there. So is it is it the same type of attributes? Is noise as important to look at, or are we looking at a different set of factors here that really are important when you're looking at like a truck or you know a heavy equipment that's being electrified? Noise is important, but that is not the main the main issue. Eh? So, uh, but noise is never the main issue. Eh? So, uh, safety and 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 handling are, are very often uh, prioritize. Uh, have more priority than than noise. Noise is a comfort thing. But uh, also for those vehicles, noise is important. Of course, for them also, the range is important, of course, and durability. Durability is, of course, and especially for trucks uh, and for off-road vehicles, durability is very, very important as well. But we we had projects where, where the focus was on noise and on vibrations especially when the drivers are sitting in, in, in their vehicles for hours. So some comfort uh, is uh, is welcome. Huh? Yeah. Do you have a sense of what kind of shortening of their development time we've been able to offer our customers in terms of when they approach us for a project? Shortening of development time, that is possible. So if, if we're part of a, of, a, of a total vehicle program, for example, uh, there are ways of, for example, have unified testing, meaning that you define all kinds of testing in, in the beginning uh, where it is not only focusing on the noise, but you, you can also focus on all the other attributes and combine those tests because very often you, you measure same sensors, uh, the same accelerations, the same torques for, for different performances. So there is a way how to, to speed up by unified testing. So that is an example how you can do faster. Definitely a way of, of keeping track of your models and making sure that your different uh, divisions can use the same models. 
scalability is another thing. So if you have models, you have simplified models for early stage, and then you can just easily change it to a more in-depth model. And if, if that is well under control, that data management system, then you can definitely speed up. A lot of things are redone or, or not efficiently done because of, of the left to redo things or, or start all over from scratch. Uh, also by using more simulation. Uh, so a lot of models that we made or pure test or let's say simulation-based models where the initial model is validated through test, but then you have a lot of variance that you can calculate in your simulation. And with all those simulated models, you can already do prediction for noise and for vibration for other performances in early stage. And with that, you can already calculate, okay, which components can I go further in or which design changes are important, which is a chance of succeeding and which is actually at that end. If you play with that early upfront, then, then your cycle can go faster as well because you can already do predictions and exclude certain design changes uh, based on, uh, on models. So we started the conversation talking about your daughter and the video that you did together. So do you feel that your daughter has an appreciation now for all this after doing the video? Did she, do you think she walked away understanding all this? Or I don't think that she understands what we're doing here. I think she likes that too, that we're doing something sustainable, that uh, that we're working on this uh, electrification in general. But as she said in one of her last sentences, that's all nice, but I will go and study pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I think she likes it, but not for her. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And I guess you, you take a sense of, of pride in knowing that you're working on something that's helping to fight climate change for her future. Indeed. Indeed.